Welcome to TerryWilson3.com, home of TW3. Are you ready to take your money, business, and life to the next level? You are worth more, and you're about to hear how and why. So buckle up and listen up as we journey to the next level. Please welcome your guys to reach your goals, the TW3 family. This is nice. <laughs> it's a little different, but it's nice. I like it. Yeah, because... There's only one button I have to worry about now. There's no there's no lights, no cutting that you're having to do. There's I mean, it's no... just us talking in a room, which is... It's so, almost like a podcast. It's almost like a podcast. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it is strange. That's weird. I mean, it's just like sometimes, sometimes I guess I can be guilty of over-engineering things. Maybe a little bit. Maybe. But maybe. then uh, you're going to get a ton of negative feedback off this one because yeah. we're liking it too much, so... Yeah, I'm sure the fact that we are enjoying this is probably meaning that uh, I don't know if it's self-indulgent. I mean, I don't think we're, we're I want all of our content to be for the listener. But is it too coy to think that people just want to hear our voices or is it too coy to think that people also want to see us? Well, I think the less I'm seen, the better I've always said I had a face for radio. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening to this, and by the way, if you are on Spotify and this is the first time you've heard the TerryWilson3.com podcast, welcome. Uh, we have uh, published this on a, another format to where it'll go out to Spotify as well. So welcome. Uh, we, for the last 14 years, have been doing a podcast and it's specifically been business oriented mm -hmm. it first started out on just financial planning and insurance products and coupons 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 it's a ron white joke but uh it was always in the the, the thing of business and it's it's been an audio podcast from day one yeah and then uh that's well, where most of our listeners are actually yeah i mean it's uh it's where 99 percent of our listeners are <laughs> Uh, and then what, when was it? 2015, 2016? When did we start doing the video? Portion? I want to say it was 26. No. Well, we moved here in 2016. So whenever we moved in here. Yeah, it would have been 2016 on. Cause yeah, the old house, mm -hmm. I was in a closet. So <laughs> yeah, you weren't doing a whole, we weren't doing a video. Weren't doing a studio podcast in your closet. No. Yeah. We just got this studio here when we bought the house. And by the way, the podcast bought the house. Yeah. You know, and uh, for those who ever wonder, should I do podcasting or create my own content? Yes. <laughs> but um, we moved in and uh, there's a little, what would you call this? I, I don't, if this was a regular. This is an office. I think they designed this to be the, like the, um, I've seen a lot of houses. I know uh, Chris Roop. He's yeah. been on the podcast. He has something similar in his house, but it's like that first room when you enter. The first like room office. you enter right on the right. There wasn't uh, the, these doors. We put right. those in, but it was just this archway and you walked in and I guess it would be an office or library, but an office and yours truly here. I converted it to our A little podcast, studio. little podcast studio, which We're is looking around as if anybody can see it. This yeah, for real. but it's funny to watch people that uh, come to the house. Yeah especially for the first time. Yeah. They look and they go, huh? Huh. 
<laughs> you got a full blown radio station in your house because yeah. yeah. <laughs> they see all the boom arms and the it's lighting. just funnier because it's like as soon as you walk in the front door you know like yeah. it's it's not sealed away it's like it's very much a focal point of the house i think that's maybe something people don't realize but like a lot of times before we record there's a little bit of a hey i'm recording be quiet <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah we sort of yell throughout the house i mean we do have the the door you know it cuts out some of the audio but for the most part it's like this is this is a room in a house that this we've, is from home <laughs> yeah yeah so you know high atop the tw3 studios here in boiling Springs, south carolina <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. no but uh yeah, so we're we're here in our house, and so when you hear us talk sometimes about work from home, we literally are working. You know, I was thinking about that today, and because this is a little bit more of a freeform podcast, I think it's yeah good to go into. I was thinking, even on our worst days, like just as a business, even on our very worst days, when it's like maybe money's tight, because that happens. It you know, happens. Every business, every business has ebb and flows. I know. For you know, speaking for our guys that are doing the direct sales portion, I've done a portion of that myself. Like. I've had bad weeks where it's like, ah, my guys aren't closing or I'm talking to a lot of people that are wasting my time or mm-hmm. you know how it goes. Even in the worst week, it's a better job than Absolutely. 90%. Like you're not going to be working for yourself, working on your own schedule. You're putting the priority on what's important to you, you know? Well, it, it all goes back to that. Um, and I used that John Lee Dumas quote this Saturday. I was uh, speaking at a marriage conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, I applied it to there, but it's the same thing. I said, you know, being married, living with someone Mm -hmm. is so hard. Having to get along for the purposes of your children, for the purpose of just having sanity in a home. Mm -hmm. Because you're two individuals with two individual ideas of what you want. I said, marriage is so freaking hard. But you know what else is hard? Divorce. (laughs) Being single. <laughs> Being single. So, you know what else is hard? <laughs> Depression. <laughs> you know what else is hard is growing old by yourself. Yeah. I said, so choose, choose your, your heart. heart. <laughs> you know, and we, it, it doesn't matter what context of life it is. Yeah. Let's, yeah, that, exactly. It doesn't even matter. To, let's say it's not about work from home, work from home business. I was leaving, literally leaving my apartment to come here. Yeah. And of course, I'm talking to, you know, my wife and our roommate. We're all doing what we normally do like i gotta go to work it's like, and when you say your wife and your roommate that's two different people. those are two different people yeah that's not two yeah. descriptions of one person <laughs> yeah yeah the, the new gen c uh, the new gen z thing is uh finding affordable housing yeah um, so you get roommates but um i was talking to them on the way out and we we're doing the normal thing it's like oh you have a good day at work and they're like i won't you do too and i'm like you know I won't. <laughs> but we we're joking around about i was like you know i saw something the other day that apple is looking for um, IT specialists and they will ship you a computer and they will ship you, uh, they'll ship you like all the training info you need. You'll get a free computer out of this, but what they're looking for is somebody to take over a job. You do it from home. You're going to work over the phone. You're yeah. Yeah. You know, these jobs exist. These aren't new, but I was like, and I looked at what they were hiring too. And (laughs) I was talking to my wife. I was like, you know, if anything gets too bad with how stupid stuff is just in life, there's other options. Absolutely. I was like, would you rather be stressed while dealing with- You're talking with, about her situation? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, would you rather be stressed while dealing with abuse or would you rather be stressed while not 
being like there's stress everywhere so it's it's choose your heart and so the, converse heart, came, the yeah. conversation came down to it is this what you want to do i will support you and i will i will stop bitching about it yeah no, really like yeah, I, yeah. i'll stop complaining i'll support you i'll do what i'm supposed to but i need to know that you're doing it because it's what you want to do yeah i hate seeing people that just seem stuck and they don't want to do it and they're doing it anyway it's like you know you got you only got one yeah you only got one life so why yeah. if you it's way too short it, if you hate what you're doing, really put that effort into getting out of it or changing or doing something different. But like, absolutely make the choice. Just that's yeah. a, that's a, um, buzzword right there. Um, choice. Mm. I think cause it is, we all, and it's a choice. I told your mom and I was actually, and I was a little emotional last week cause, um, some things that had happened Friday, I told you about it and we can get into it a little bit. Um, and I think it's important to talk about things like this sometimes, not for self-indulging purposes. And, and God knows I have been critical of people that use their platforms as therapy because I'm yeah. like, go hire a therapist. I, uh, yeah, we can talk about things and be careful. But, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I got to think about, should I bring this up? And I was like, only for, to to the extent it helps someone else. And it gives an example because I think sometimes you know, people that are in that quote unquote, uh, entrepreneurial raw, raw, you can do it motivational type space. Um, the wrong listener or the wrong perception of that is everything's always great and grand and nothing goes wrong and you never have, you know, which I know intellectually people know that's not true, Mm -hmm. but I think emotionally it just doesn't register. Yeah. And for some people, they're always comparing their lives to others and they just assume, you know, everybody else is just always on vacation, always eating at the nice restaurants, just have their kids are never, you know, everything just goes great for them. Because I get hate on a lot from different angles because, mm-hmm. I mean, quite sure frankly, we don't use our social media or this podcast or anything else to just air out our grievances. Yeah. You know, because it's not. I, not because I'm not trying to be less transparent or try to put on airs, but simply I'm trying my best to be an encouragement mm-hmm. and trying my best to um, keep the listener, keep the consumer of the content in mind. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a tightrope that you play where yeah. you talk about, you can, we can talk about the real struggles that we go through. Yeah. Um, don't have to mention any names or anything like that, but just like the real crap that not that is not exclusive to us either. No, this goes on every person, every listener. You've got things that you're dealing with that is the exact same stuff that we would look at and be like, "Yes, that's some bullshit, buddy." We, yeah, we hate that. But you know, in your case, it's a it's a business podcast mainly. It's mindset too. Yeah, you know, that but. to the extent it plays into. Uh, uh, that's- <laughs> someone's caught Gary we're podcasting I'll call you right back <laughs> but uh but no it it's that tightrope though that if you spend all of because in the reality is in our in our free time in our real life of course we talk about that stuff of course we're talking about the struggles of like the day-to-day we're uh we're venting just like every other person would vent but I think it's maturity and growth on your part it, it shows that you've You've been some places, you've seen some things, so you know it's not the wisest decision to always get up and just air out your laundry. No, it's, it's not. And because there's so many ways something could be taken, yeah. there's so many different stories 
that could, you know, you don't know the other person's site. And it's not necessarily fair of us to just be like, right. well, here's what happened oh, that's the other with- thing. I don't want to use a platform to um, leverage my argument against a disagreement I have with an individual or organization or whatever. So that's never going to, I mean, I just, I mean, but that's integrity because I see people that are much bigger platforms than us that go out and they uh, poke no, no, fun no. at small businesses. And no, it's just, no, no, it's, no, I just, I find that gross. <laughs> it's gross. It's just, it's, um, oh yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want to do it, but you know what I mean? But the, the, the thing that we're talking about in episode 518 here is financial, uh, relational, and fitness health. Um, and it all comes down to the way we process stress. How do you process? Because those three areas, you're going to be stressed at times. And, and you say, well, Terry, this is a business podcast. Why, why are we talking about this? Well, because... Stress is a part of business. If you are stressed out, if 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 life has got you beat up, beat down, you know, you're going to suck at making good decisions in your business. You're going to suck at presenting well to others. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do well motivating others. You're not going to be inspirational. You're going to be demotivational. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many... How many you know, business leaders, have you been around where they are wearing the stress, uh, you know, <laughs> God, uh, Gary just texted me. Did you call me by accident? He's like, no, you called me, but maybe I, I hit the, my phone. Let me take my watch off here. So who knows what's going on, but you know, you've been around people in general mm-hmm. to where you can see that the stress that they're going through is put them in a mindset where they're not their best selves in the tasks they have to perf- perform at mm-hmm. in their place of business. So it's very apropos. It is. And it's it's not uncommon, you know, what we're seeing. Um, I know for our, our personal loved ones, you know, your kids, mm-hmm. uh, my, my wife, they, they're working uh, in, in, in business settings that could be better. I, yes. I think that's an easy way to say it, it could be better. It could be a lot be, better. It could be a lot better because, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> it could be better. But, I, you know, I'm not even going, yeah, I know what you're alluding to. No, I'm not even going to. Yeah. But here's here's what I'm beating around the bush. So something happened last <laughs> if, week. If you want to give me a lob, I can dunk it. No, I, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I feel like I've got, you know, I can't go to that. Sure, sure, sure. That illustration with. Yeah, and, I get and you. stay coy. I get you. I get you. We'll move. <laughs> so I'm on the, uh, oh, let me uh, round out. You know, I was coming home with your mother Saturday from the the thing that we went to up in North Carolina. And I was a little, of course, I was raw emotionally just because of what happened the day prior. But I did tell her this one thing, and, and I'm starting to see how everything feeds into this one thing, and that is your physical health. And, and I told her, I said, you know, we have been all around the world. We've been to Fiji. We've been to Ireland. We've been to Canada. We've been in 46 of the 50 different states. Uh, We've got to travel. We've got to go places. We've got to do things, see things. And my biggest regret is I only got to enjoy about 30% of it because of my health. Mm. Because had I, I feel better now. Mm. I haven't felt this good since I was playing basketball as a sophomore in high school. I bet. You know, and uh, and so I... 
It's a weight lifted off your shoulders. (laughs) Today, today is uh, April the 25th as we record episode 518, and I have lost 103 pounds since I started this whole thing. You lost a person. I've lost a whole person. Think about when you squat, you know, 100 pounds, how heavy that is. Oh, my God. Uh, But, you know... um, I don't know had I I don't know some of the things that's happened in the last month personally. I don't know if I could have processed it better. I don't think I could have processed processed it the way I have this month had I have been the Terry Wilson a year or two prior. I think it would have had some mm. I would have uh well I would have been in worse headspace. Mm. I would have been angry. I would have been frustrated. I've taken it out on people. I would have just because you, when you're, when you're angry, frustrated, irritated, you, the people around you feel it. Yep. And you know, last let me just break it down. I I lost about five thousand dollars worth of. Now that's not a lot of money. First of all, let me just put that out there. What I'm talking about, um, monetarily. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's five grand. Five grand's five grand. But when I added all up, about $5,000 worth of stuff mm-hmm. was lost Friday. Mm-hmm. And, um, but what's irreplaceable is some of the memories and some of the things of that content. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't just, it wasn't just yeah. stuff. There was, there was emotional attachments. There too, was some deep, yeah. deep emotional attachments that um, it's almost like, you know, when your house catches on fire, it doesn't, you don't care <laughs> about the, Ironically enough, you've had that happen. Uh, ironically, we've had that. Um, but it's not the furniture. It's not the clothes. It's the pictures. It's the, um, it's those little trinkets, those little memorabilia. So uh, long and the short, uh, we talk about an app all the time here. Well, when we changed over to the app, Mm -hmm. we stopped using some outside components that we once used, like, for instance, Ring Central. There's no longer a need for Ring Central. Our app provides a telephone for us. So when I changed that over, um, that, great, fine, no problem. Well, uh, one of the other things that I changed about four months ago was I... One of my cards is a MasterCard from um, Goldman Sachs, and it's because it's connected to it's my Apple card. Mm. And so, when I, I I love using Apple Pay on it's awesome. It's awesome because and then I can so I, fast. It's fast and yep. then blah blah blah. Well, I uh, it got compromised when we were on one of our trips, mm. and so it. But here's what's so cool: I don't have to wait on a new card because that's a me, that metal card. I don't have to wait on anything. I just say I need a new number. They send me a new number. They program a card. Program it's everything's programmed. That's very cool. Right there, so it's not like I have to wait on an, another physical card. I want to tell the future a little bit, but what happens to things when you change your card that were tied to your old card? Well, <laughs> if you have a, a automatic charge on that card, uh-huh. they will try to charge it, and it doesn't charge anymore. Ah, uh. and then what they will try to do is reach out to you on a number that you have listed as your contact number. Hmm. And just so happened, my storage unit that I've had since 2009, oh, since we moved down here to South Carolina after losing the Long day, time. Long time. I was paying about 100 bucks a month on that storage unit because it had some stuff in it I wanted to keep. It yeah. was worth that to me. And um, 
the card changed. They couldn't charge it. So they sent me uh, text after text after call after text after Did call. Did you tell them to go to the chat bot? <laughs> the, to a dead number. So I'm not getting alerted. I get a letter from them, truthfully, in their defense. I get a letter last Monday. Mm-hmm. And I don't even open it. I'm assuming it's like a new advertisement for something they're doing or yada, yada, yada. I mean, if if you want to literally waste money, mail me something. Because true, I, I true. don't, I mean, I'm just. Why would I open a physical piece I, of paper? I, I know my mother is out there. What is wrong with you? But, you know, I'm you're talking to someone who never even balanced their checkbook. I was like, why do I even need statements? I can go online. But, you know, that's long or the short. I tell you why you open up there. Physical mail, though. Yeah, they just proved through, uh, they just exercised what's called in law due diligence of warning me, if you don't catch this up by Friday, mm-hmm. we're selling your stuff. Yep. And that's what they did. Yep. And I have no one to blame but yours truly. Yep. <laughs> I mean, so this is, you know, and then the guy was so rude on the phone. I mean, he got real defensive and told me if I called him again, he was going to call the police. And I wasn't even, and you know me, I can be a real prick. Didn't I mean, he call you though? But he called me. <laughs> he called you to tell him. <laughs> he yeah. called you to tell you, hey, if I speak to you again, I'm calling the cops. It's like no, he he didn't say if I speak to you again. He says if if you call me again, I was like, dude, I didn't call you this time. <laughs> I didn't call you the first time, buddy. I I called the office because uh, ironically, here's my. I'm sorry, I'm I'm interrupting, but go ahead. This is my real question. 2009, right? Mm-hmm. Paying it faithfully. Never been. Behind. Never been an issue. Never. I've been, I've been to that office. I've seen you approach them in person. You know these people, yeah, pretty well. Like, not you're not friends. No, you're not going to the barbecue. I could point them out in a lineup. You know, (laughs) yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) And I'm just thinking, is that really worth it? Well, here's the thing. This is what got him all pissy. I told him, I said, "Well, I'll use his first name because I'm not going to anything." I said, "Corey, soldier stuff." I said, "Corey." I've been with you guys. Your personal address. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hear, Corey. I said, Corey, I've been with you guys since 2009. He goes, dude, let me tell you something. I've lost two businesses and a wife, and I couldn't pay my uh, power bill. You know what Duke Power did? I said, I, I under, he goes, they cut that shit off. And I was like, Corey, Corey, calm down. I said, I'm not saying you owe me anything. Yeah. I said, I, that's not the point. You, but for the record, I'll, I'll keep the notes here. You admit, and I agree with you. It's your fault. It's it's, it's totally fault. my fault. I said, it's your but, fault. But I said, Corey, I said, I, I, I'm a business person myself. I understand this is business. If people don't pay, mm-hmm. you have to do things. I do the same thing and it's not, there's no, I said, all I'm asking is if you add it up, I've got about $13,000 invested in, or more than that mm-hmm. in paying you guys to right. keep this stuff. You pay this every month, 12 and months a year. And you're telling me because $300 is missing, you can't offer. I said, I will be down there literally in 20 minutes. Just give me time to get off the treadmill. He goes, well, it's already gone. <laughs> and I was like, <sighs> and so yeah, that was, uh, that was Friday. That was Friday. 
But here's here's the whole deal. The point of this story is this, guys, not to to to, to do anything but this. You know, stuff happens. Uh, stuff that you know, yeah, it might be your fault, but it wasn't. Uh, it was sort of a sin of omission, not intention. <laughs> you know, just an overlook. You know, sometimes we don't dot every I, cross every T like we should, and and because of that, the universe spanks us. Mm-hmm. Okay. The the point is this: How do you deal with it, and how do you put yourself in a position? where you can deal with it the best. And let me just tell you, let me be a friend to anyone listening to this. The first thing I can tell you is keep your head in a good space. And the way you keep your head in a good space is keep your butt in good condition. Mm -hmm. Just be in better health. Yeah. Mentally and physically. And and they're intertwined. They're intertwined. And I want to give, and you speak to this as much as you want, but I would tell you guys, uh, someone came up to me at church and I'm getting questions a lot now. And so I'm just going to put this out here and I'll probably excerpt this, uh, a little later to put out there, but everybody's asking, what program are you on? What are you doing? What are you, you know, (laughs) and let me just tell you, uh, I joke and I say, well, I put down the donut and I picked up the dumbbell, but it's a little more nuanced than that. Here's here's what some pointers I would say, and, and I'm no authority. I don't want to be one of those that, you know, they first lose their, and then all of a sudden they're, they're starting a whole, mm-hmm. that's not this. Mm-hmm. But if you're a guy out there, especially if you're a business person, if you're a lady out there, and I was telling your mom this when we was coming back, you know, about I, I just missed 25 years of my life. I wished if, I said, I don't have a lot of regrets. I don't regret losing the business. I really don't. I don't regret the bankruptcy. You know, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't regret, I don't regret losing that stuff. What are you laughing at? No, nah, go ahead. Keep going. No, why are you laughing? No, keep going. Seriously. Dis- your laughter is distracting. It's not laughter. Like I'm not laughing at you. I just, well, I, I, okay. Anyway, I like, I know you're probably saying, oh, I told you all this time. No, that's Stop not being fat. <laughs> no, I honestly, but there is one regret. I don't, I wished and I said, I'm trying to figure out why, why was something so obvious, not more relevant and more just in my face? And I said, I think I broke it down. When I first got married, when we first got married, my number one objective, my only thing, the thing that the under, the thing that consumed my thoughts day and night, put mm-hmm. food on the table, put food on the table, keep food on the table. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we have a child now. Put food on the table. Oh my God, another one is coming. Put food on the table. Oh, my wife wants to homeschool. Put food on the table and buy books. Put food on the table. And buy. Now comes another child and then another one. And so I, I'm not a multitasker. So what consumed, and I told, I was telling your mom this, I said, my biggest strength is my absolute biggest enemy. I'm not, I'm not focused. I am, um, obsessive. I was about to say you're absorbed. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't focus on something. I get absorbed on something. No, you are the thing like, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's highly, uh, effective. You learn things really quickly. Yeah. You become um, proficient at things that would take other people a little longer because there's no other like, oh, I'm not going to learn. I'm it. not seeing anything yeah, else. Like, I'm just, this is what I do now. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you saw me that time on the laptop when I was downstairs when business was 
And he's like, what are you doing? And I sat there. And then you, you, that's when you first went to work for Chick-fil-A. And then mm-hmm. you came back and I was still sitting. <laughs> yeah, I used to have a job where I'd go in and I'd, I'd go in at three, four in the morning and like unload freezers and stuff or load up freezers. And I remember I'd walk downstairs, um, this is at our old house, and you'd be on the couch. And at the time you were in insurance, yeah. um, but you were working on this. Yeah. And I'd ask you- I was like, building this. I was asking, I was like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm just building a website. And I was like, okay. Whatever. <laughs> got to work. Yeah, Three in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. I, I got to work. Uh, come back and it's like 2.30 in the afternoon, 3 p.m. About 12 hours later. Yeah. Walk in. Same spot. Doesn't even look like you've drank any of the water that was beside you. It was just, what are you doing? Um, I'm almost done with the website. <laughs> All right. Whatever. And and this happened for like, a genuinely, it was like, I want to say about a week. Yeah. I'm just like, I would get up to go to work and you were awake. Yeah. And then you were down That's there. That's not healthy. No, it's it's definitely not <laughs> healthy. But. but that kind of uh, obsession will put 100 pounds on you or more. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you're out there listening, I would tell you, if you don't hear anything else in this podcast, hear this one thing that Donnie was trying to tell me. Right? Health is wealth. Health is wealth. If you don't have your health, it doesn't matter if you have a business or anything else. And, and I, what I didn't appreciate at the time is the healthier you, healthier you are, the actually the more effective you can be in your business. I didn't realize how inefficient I had started becoming because mm-hmm. of low energy, yep. uh, not clear thinking. Emotionally, emotionally, the way you process information being given to you, you know, if you're overweight, it's, it's a fact that your, your sugar is going to probably be out of line. Yeah. Um, your blood pressure is probably going to be out of line. And so let's say negative something happens. If you're morbidly obese or just really overweight, there's a higher chance that you're going to react to that very, very poorly. It's going to frustrate you more. You're going to be more, it's going to bother you more. Yeah. And you're going to be able to think way less clearly than you would be if you were a little healthier because your brain's a little clearer. All the negative things. And I know things, you understand this, yeah. but just more for the, but no, no, yeah. but for the clarity yeah. of just, there's a real world implication to your physical health and your emotional and, and mental health that goes with it. Yeah. It's like all the stress that you're feeling is 10 x Mm, yeah it's, it's multiplied yeah it's like you put a multiplier like it's, it's a multiplier <laughs> similar to the pounds <laughs> on the scale it's a multiplier for every pound your yeah. problems are multiplied yeah and it's it's that i, I joke around with logan because i think it was um i want to say it was Torello Owens, but it could be another football player but i heard it in like an nfl blooper reel and uh it was when we were snowboarding but i told him uh, i was like man i feel good today because i just got new clothes or something yeah and he was like what do you mean i was like ah you know feel good you know you look good you feel good you feel good you play good and it's but that's true that's yeah. what they tell players if you look good you're gonna feel good if you feel good you got more confidence you're gonna play good yeah. same for business yeah if you look good you're gonna feel better yeah you feel better you're gonna play a little better you yeah you might be uh, more apt to to you know have that response and, and that conversation where it was a little tough and maybe you're a little bit um you're timid maybe you're yeah. maybe you don't have confidence in yourself you're like oh well i'm this guy, I'm a little overweight. I, I don't have confidence in the way I look or the way I speak. But let's say, you know, you've been working out for a few months and you're confident in the fact that you wake up every day, you go to the gym at 430, you're busting your ass, you yeah. look better. And then some guy goes around and he has a, a rough conversation with you. Well, you know what? No, I'll talk to this guy. Hey, yeah. it's all right, buddy. I've been doing this a while. I know what I'm talking about. All right. 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 You, you have that confidence. You, it, there's real world application. Well, and your uh, threshold for care. Mm hmm is drastically uh, 
modified. In other words, the things that used to bother you, these little mm-hmm. idiosyncrasies and, well, this person slighted me or this person said this. Ah, who gets I, I just don't care. You said, you said two things. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, it it's, takes a little, I say, buddy, you're going to have to really up your yeah. agitation for me. to. <laughs> oh, exactly. Now you said two things earlier and I, I do want to go back just a little bit, but we, we do say it a lot, but it is really important. And it's, it's not about, I've been watching Yellowstone. I, uh, I, finished, it, I, finished, I told you. Have I finished season four? I finally finished it. It's good. I told you. It's great. I don't love all the lovey-dovey stuff in it, but I know that's more for, you know. Yeah, well, they got to feel the other side. Yeah, I get it. And yeah. Alicia loves that stuff, so it's great. We're, <laughs> we're really enjoying the show. But uh, there's a uh, there's an ongoing theme, at least, especially in season four. But I would argue you can see the theme since season one because it has a lot to do with Native Americans and land being stolen and who owns what, right? Right. And the, the overarching theme of the show, life's not fair. Yeah. It's unfair. You hear it from Rip. You hear it from John. They'll they say it all the time. Well, that's how it goes. Life's not fair. And they keep going on. They, And so we say it all the time too. But And I, I know coming from me, it, it doesn't mean as much. And I'm okay with that because I am young. There's still a lot I got to learn. But it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you respond. Absolutely. And I can spend all day being real pissy, being a real brat about, you know, the the... The woes of life, the the unfair, well, that's, the, but that's yeah. not what life is anyway. No. And it, it, it never was going to be. And so when I was laughing earlier and you're talking about your weight, I've, I've lost weight as well. Not yeah. nearly as much as you. And it's not nearly been as difficult, but just, I know from the 30, 40 pounds I had lost when I was in high school, I remember <laughs> it's going to sound <laughs> bad, but I remember, and I think about it now, I look at that weight or like any weight loss is it's like a bad girlfriend, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, it's a little embarrassing. You were with her for a little bit. <laughs> But you learned a lot of yeah, lessons. Yeah, but I was with way. her for two decades. Well, <laughs> the point is, you learned a lot of lessons. You know a lot. Yeah. You got two decades worth of experience of what not to look for, what to be careful about. Yeah. And it's the same for, you know, business ownership as well. You were talking about the guy that you're dealing with with your um, storage. Your storage. Yeah. Unit. And you could tell that that guy had had some things that happened to him. And that is the reason that he is the way he is. Yeah. Now, I, that honestly, you. I honestly and stopped I've, and just prayed for him. I was yeah, like, exactly. Lord, I, just give him peace. How many times have you, because you've, been I couldn't out in the have work, done that. You okay. have, you have been out in the workspace and I'm sure plenty of listeners. How many, how often have you had a boss oh, or God. you have had, um, you know, super or whatever. How many has have had anyone's treat them like dirt? Exactly. <laughs> and you go, why, what a, what a like not appropriate response to what is happening right now. You yeah. don't feel like that. You just yeah, go, this it's doesn't like feel there's just this overreaction. Yeah, it's like, why is why is there all this when it was just this? Because they're not responding to just that. And what it is, is they've had things happen in their life, and this is now how they respond to it. Yeah. This, and so that's the difference. It's not about what happens to you. It's about how you respond. So, yeah. you know, Colt, Keith, whatever the hell that guy's name was, <laughs> that owns a storage unit, can't, you know, miss a $300 payment. That's fine, you know, that really hurts for you. But buddy, we're, just a heads up, we're in Bowen Springs. That was closer to the Lake Bowen area. I'm not gonna say anything more than that, but I'm just saying yeah. like, it's how you respond. There's real reasons that you treat people a certain way. Well, that's, you know, uh, to speak to another situation in a very vague way, um, that's why I was encouraging one of your siblings that, you know, what goes around does come around mm-hmm. when you live in these small communities. And I'll just put this out. Like if you're a business owner and a lot of people that listen to the show are business owners, you know, there's an old saying that you don't pee in the same 
fountain that you drink from. And when you are in a small community like this and you just abuse a ton of people, all you're doing is sowing into an animosity within that community that it eventually, it will, maybe uh, you hired a contractor to come out and work on your $4 million home and they now have the opportunity to hurt you. Or maybe you ordered some food for takeout or maybe you're getting your car worked on and the mechanic their son used to work for you or he used to work. You know, you live in a. In these are all hypothetical, made-up scenarios. But no, no, no I'm not, and yeah. I'm not wishing anything. No, right, right. I just, I'm not because I'm not like speaking to toward anything. Exactly. I'm just this isn't saying, Schadenfreude, and this isn't imprecatory prayer. But. Yeah, no, exactly. Thank you. It's just what goes around comes around, mm-hmm. and the best way you can put yourself in a situation where you sow in grace, because that's the thing you want to sow grace, because yeah. your employees at times are not going to measure up. They need grace. You need grace. Uh, Your boss isn't going to. Your customers, the people, relationships you have. Everybody needs a little grace. Everybody needs grace. And the best way to put yourself in a position where you can sow grace is work on yourself in your internal game, your your emotions, your feelings. And that's all tied to your physical health. That's going to help. And then when you get there. Because think about this. How many times, because we have a component to our business that is where people can start working for themselves from home using some of these tools and different apparatuses. Mm -hmm. And how many times do we see someone come in, they're totally stressed out, the life has punched them in the nuts like it does everybody else. But because they, they don't work on their internal game, it just sabotages their, their little side hustle or their full-time thing that they're trying to do because they can't get out of their own way. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why it's just so, if, if I know people are listening, this is business. Show. Well, this is so applicable. I mean, cause if you don't get this right, you won't get your business right. Yeah. Because, yeah. Cause, cause your, your business is done in troubled waters. It always has been. It always will be. There's very few times that business is done in calm, still waters. Yeah, no, that's that's true. At similar to your workouts, and I don't know how you felt, but I always thought when I started working out like heavily, like when I got really into it and it was my commitment, I started it because I hated myself, like the way I looked at least. You know, mm-hmm. you don't like the way you feel, you hate that part of it, and there was this embarrassment, and this shame, and so you you bust your ass and you keep doing it and you do it and over and over again, but it's coming from a place of like anger mm-hmm. or disgust, right? Most of the times. So that's your motivation is pain basically at that point. At that point. Yeah. Yeah. I never stuck with it when it was, I don't like this. I don't like me. I'm done with it. And then I would go work out. It just wouldn't stick right? because that pain. It's not sustainable. Well, the thing is the pain, if, if, if I'm working out and all I'm thinking about is how much I dislike, how much I look or the pain I'm in, it doesn't go away once I'm done with the workout either. It's just always pain. Right. Right. There's no grace there. Right. I started getting better at running. I started losing weight when I started to appreciate the things I could do. It's like, Oh, my mile time went from a 10 minute to an eight minute. That's great. That's improvement. And then there's motivation. It's like, Oh, I can get it down to a seven 30. Oh, I can run seven minute miles. Pleasure. And this, Oh, I'm pretty good at running. I could probably do a five K in 21 minutes now. Right. I can break it under 20. Oh, this is, yes, I'm a good runner. Right. Now what came with that? Weight loss. Yeah. Confidence. Yeah. All kinds of things. Well, your why had to change for it to be sustainable. And I was thinking about this a lot this weekend, and because this is a good podcast for it, I'll bring it up. We have, uh, me and Alicia have had like a really, really rough 
two two months, two or three months. Nothing to do really with work, but just things you can't really control. Right. Um, some people died that were close to us. Yeah. You know, just some tough situations. So, but it took up until about this like last weekend to just take some time for ourselves, talk about future. Hey, what does it look like? What do we really want to commit in these areas? But more importantly than anything else, because we've had those conversations, we've had those planning conversations, we've done everything that you know, a, a leader yeah. would tell you to do. Right. Hey, make sure you're on top of your stuff. We were on top of it. Right. But what we did this weekend more than anything was we sowed grace. We yeah. went, hey, it's it's okay. Like we got a roof over our head. We got people that love us. Yeah. We've got two families that get along. Yeah. We know a lot of people that have two families that don't get along. Yeah. You know? But we've got a lot to be thankful for. So let's just be thankful for what we've got. You got a job, you yeah. know, it's not always perfect. It pays pretty good. Yeah. You know, and once that's, once that mindset starts happening, you start to notice the good. Yep. Immediately you start to notice the good. Yep. You go, you know, it's not all that bad. I have a job where I work from home and I talk. Right. And that's, maybe I'm not as educated as I want to be, but. But that'll come. But that can come one day. I'm in a good spot right now. Yeah. Oh, you're working at a restaurant. That's not always the coolest, but you've worked really hard. Look how much you're making right now. Right. Look at what your responsibilities are. That's really good on a resume. Look right. at all the connections you've made. Right. And so same for business, same for health. Um, so grace. So grace. So yeah. Grace. And so grace to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean be lazy. There is a difference. No. Well, what you're talking about to me, I verbalize it this way. Um, we need to learn to be content. Yeah. To be content. Mm -hmm. No matter what state we're in, whether mm -hmm. we're making all the money and things are going great or things are tough and money's tight, we be content. But contentment and complacency is two different things. Mm -hmm. Complacency is this is my lot in life. I yeah. can't do any better. The world sucks and I have no choices going back to that. Yeah. So if you're out there and you have financial stress, let me encourage you. Let me encourage you on this. Stress is a byproduct of feeling like there's no hope. It, nothing is going to change. It is what it is. When you when you feel this hopelessness, you feel stress. Mm. So let, let me tell you something you can do if you've got financial stress. It's not going to happen overnight. This is not a get rich quick, you know, one, two, three punch. This is really more about alleviating the stress of financial problems than it is alleviating the financial problems as much. So let me just go ahead and put that out there, but it will alleviate the financial problems. <laughs> if you work somewhere or you're employed somewhere and it's a horrible job and no matter what you do, it is what it is. Let me encourage you. And by the way, full disclosure here. Yes, we have a quote unquote business opportunity at TW3, but I'm not even going to bring that up because I don't want it to undermine what I'm trying to say here. Mm. There are things that you can do on the side right now. And the reason I'm telling you to go get a side hustle, I'm not telling you to quit your job. I'm saying carve out some time, four, six, eight hours a week if you can, and do some things on the side that you own that's personally yours because here's what it's going to do. Number one, it's going to give you a sense of control over your life again. Mm. Okay. And number two, because of that, and, and yes, you're going to make a little extra money. Maybe you make some, maybe you make a lot. Yep. But here's the other thing. 
it's going to give you hope again. Because once you start seeing that, hey, I can do things out on for myself Mm -hmm. outside of this apparatus that's giving me so much stress, that's going to give you the confidence you need to to be courageous in doing even more and more and more. Mm. Okay. And and so here's some things. Drive for Uber. Drive for DoorDash. If you live in a neighborhood, contact all your neighbors and saying, I'm going to start a concierge service. Rather than ordering your groceries from this or that, just send me a text, email, and I'll do it for 20 bucks. And I go out and tell everybody, I do my grocery shopping on Wednesdays at this. If you'll give me your list, I'll take care of all your groceries. You pull, you, you could pull a couple hundred dollars just doing a concierge service. Yeah. You know, but do whatever. I mean, if, if you're a guy and, and you like yard work, go get your lawnmower at the pawn shop for nothing and, and go, but do something that's going to give you a sense of ownership for your own career. Okay. So that's that. And yes, you ought to do TW3, but that's, <laughs> but I want to stay, stay away from that. If, if your financial or a financial stress, maybe you're out there and it's a relational thing. Well, if it's a, if it's a friendship thing, I would tell you, be very selective with who your friends are. And here's a great filter for uh, who's going to be my friend, who's not. I want friends that not only are there to console me in the downtimes, because there's a lot of people that they have empathy and they'll console you and you need that. Mm -hmm. But I also want friends that can celebrate in my good times. And if I sense that well, there's a little bit of envy or there's a little bit of jealousy or all of a sudden they're being snippy because they're seeing me win, and then that tells me we're not on the same page. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to celebrate with me too. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to cry with me. Yeah. And I'll cry with you. But when you win or I win, we're both going to celebrate or we're just, you right. know what I'm saying? Cause uh, you know, I've had friends over the last 10, 20 years, man, I, you know, when we lost everything, we had some friends and boy, when it came back and and we started doing well, it was amazing how people couldn't hang for that ride. You know, it was just, there's a little bit of snippiness there. So be selective with your friends. If it's a, if it's a marriage context, you know, the best thing I can tell you is, is try it for a couple of weeks, do everything you can for that person and expect nothing in return. Don't put any caveats on it. Just full hearted. Do everything you can to be the best husband, wife, and just see what happens. You know, because I'm telling you a lot of times in the context of marriage, uh, you get too transactional. Well, I'm going to do this, but I expect you to do that. You start that. It gets sideways. True. Uh, And then your fitness. And I want to give you just some pointers real quick. I am not a trainer. I'm not a certified whatever. I'm not this. Give it time. But here's some things I have done because, and I'm going to, this is where it'll be excerpted at 46 minutes in, (laughs) but uh, people have been asking, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. I don't advocate getting involved in any peel through lotion or potion as you've heard me say for the last 14 years. And I'd said that in the context of business, but I'm going to put it in the context of health as well. If you try to lose weight, taking some shake, some peel, some patch, that's not sustainable. It's just not. It might give you a a little head start, but at the end of the day, it's not going to change anything. Here's what's worked for me. You try it, you don't. Number one, I got really serious first and foremost with my physical activity. And the reason I never got serious about my physical activity, and I've 
talked to Bert. I've talked to other people, talked to Cliff, several people. And they say there's two types of people that struggle in getting fit with health as far as physical fitness. And that is ex-military people and ex-athletes. Now, I never was an athlete, but I played sports in, You're an athlete. Yeah, in high school. I was a basketball player. And my relationship with physical fitness was running suicides. And yeah. I was like, there ain't no way yeah. I'll ever go back to that, you know, because yeah. it was just torture. You know, I, all I could think about when running was that whistle blowing and Coach Luckadoo saying, baseline, you know, we had to get on. And the last person, <laughs> I mean, I'm throwing up. Yeah. And, and here's the way we did it. If you were the last person, uh, you had to win uh, the, the thing. Uh, I think you had to be in the top three or four. Mm-hmm. to be able to get out and you kept running until you know what i'm saying until it was just you're the like, last one and then so, so i'm the i'm the short white guy i'm just gonna say it. <laughs> well, i'm yeah. the unathletic one <laughs> I, I was the one to assign just to shoot that was all i <laughs> my my father's had uh you've had one crowning achievement that i've heard and it was and i i Give him credit where it's due. He was the one white guy on the all black varsity basketball team. The JV, JV, JV basketball. Yeah, JV. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get that far. And that's back when we were state champions. So yeah. that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. don't He's be that. He's 5'7. <laughs> <laughs> but no, here's the thing about physical fitness. And I was telling someone this at church the other day, and I'll tell anybody you do not have to go bat excrement crazy yeah. with your physical fitness to see results. The biggest thing, and he was saying, well, do I need to lift weights? Do I need to do this? And I, and I did not really, I didn't appreciate how controversial health was until I got into it. It is as controversial as politics mm-hmm. and religion. Some people say, don't ever do cardio. You only do strength training. And some will say, you only do strength training. Don't ever, you know, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's what I've learned. <laughs> one hour a day. Number one, get started. Just get started. Yeah. But just do something for an hour a day, six days a week. Mm-hmm. And tell yourself, I am going to do it. Don't say, well, if I feel like it. No, you say, I am going to make a decision, not a choice. Yep. And here's the other thing. Just do something that keeps your heart rate around that, what, 75 or 70% yeah. max heart rate. And the way you figure that out is take your age, you know, subtract 220 from it. Whatever that is, times 0. 0.70 on a calculator. That's going to give you your max heart rate. And if you like skipping, if you like jogging, if you like walking, if you like going out in the backyard. Well, that's the cool thing about it. Just do whatever it is. Like what you like. What just, you like doing. Just do something you like. Go ride a bike. For an hour a day and keep that heart rate around that yep. spot. And that, honestly, I'm telling you, I'm talking to you as former Fat Terry. Former almost 300 pounds Fat Terry. For me... That was getting on a treadmill, walking on it at 2.7. Pretty slow. Pretty slow. Yeah. 2.7, putting on my earphones and listening to a podcast for an hour. Yeah. And I, even in my worst health, that wasn't very strenuous. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and that's all I did. That's all I did for like six months. And I dropped 50 pounds. I didn't eat better. I didn't. You just started moving. I didn't. It sounds weird. <laughs> Go I just moved. <laughs> you literally, just started using your I body. Just literally started moving. So do that. Yeah. Uh, now here's where I've lost all my other weight thus far. I, I did change my eating. Uh, 
here's what I'm doing. It, you call it clean eating macros. I, I haven't measured anything. I don't know what the calories are in anything, but here's what I do. I, uh, four to six ounces of protein and it's got to be clean protein, uh, uh, lean, not clean, lean protein, like chicken, fish, shrimp. You can have red meat, but it's got to be like 93. Seven. It's got to be the lean meat. The lean. Yeah. Uh, but four to six ounces, three times a day. And with that, I've got to have two cups of vegetables, one healthy fat, uh, which is like an avocado or uh, a, a teaspoon of uh, or tablespoon of uh, peanut butter or no sugar added, something like that, a healthy fat. Um, you can have fruit. And here's the other thing. A gallon of water a day, at least. The water has been really good for you, not just with the weight loss, which I would say it's definitely helped because it. If you're drinking that much water, number one, well, I'm drinking two gallons now. Well, yeah, you're staying hydrated, and when you're working out that much, it's great. But <laughs> <Blooded>. also, <laughs> but just for the space in your stomach, you're drinking so much, you're not quite as hungry. You're not um, as hungry. But it's been great for you and your skin drinking yeah, that much water. Yeah. I would say is the biggest thing. Yeah, and then the other component to that is pick eight hours a day that you're going to eat within that window. Mm-hmm. For me, it's twelve to eight. If you're a breakfast person, you got to eat when you get up, then make it. So you're intermittent fasting a little bit That's too. That's intermittent fasting. Yeah. That right there, along with just a, mo- I'm not a, now, well, let me back up. Now that I feel the way I feel, mm-hmm. I go hard when I work out. Well, that's the crazy thing. Because I like it. Yeah. But I'm not even going to advocate that right now because I know if you're out there and you're out of shape, the last that's thing. Less, you wanna, yeah, last I, thing you want to hear. That's the last thing. But trust trust the fat guy here (laughs) there's gonna come a time something will switch on you and switch inside of you it's like holy i remember having a conversation with you about two and a half three years ago right before you started this where you said stop being fat yeah i remember that no i said that a lot (laughs) i was talking about uh i was just talking about exercise and i remember saying to you because there's a lot of personality types that are out there that are like you and i said no you would like exercise ass (laughs) and And, and you would say, I've exercised. I used to play basketball. I was like, I know. You used to do suicides. I said, but that's not it. I was like, if you got back into it, you started working out, you'd enjoy it again. You would get because you're obsessive. You're, And yeah. so when you start, <laughs> if you're like Terry. I'm not focused. I'm obsessive. <laughs> but if you're doing something that is an overall net good, and at first it was really difficult, but now you're getting good at it. And now you're good with it. And now you're both good and it's doing a good thing for you and it burns like you get endorphins. There's serotonin that's released as you do it. So it makes you feel good as well. Yeah, It's one of the most addicting, good for you, addicting hobbies you could ever pick up is exercise. It really is. The only thing I'm facing right now that I've got to figure out what's going on is, and I don't know how to say this politely. I'm trying to think of a polite way of saying this, but my nipples burn. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. That's uh, well, I, there's a there's a, a friction or something going yeah. on when I'm running. You gotta tape him. That's actually, <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. I've been to enough races to sit. That's a super common thing. Really, for my long runs, it used to be a thing as well. Like it, you start to chafe because it's. Is friction. that what it is? I yeah. was like, my God, my nipples are on fire. So take a take a band aid. Yeah. Well. I'm about to get really graphic. I'm so sorry. for They will bleed. If you didn't know that, they will bleed after a while. So that's why. Take a Band-Aid. I don't want that. I don't want to lactate blood. (laughs) It's not lactate. It's just normal red blood. It's it's normal friction blood. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. That's, it has nothing to do. Yeah. It's literally just fr- like you're creating a scab and then the scab gets ripped off and then you, well, leave. I did five miles this morning and half yeah. of it was jogging. Yeah. Another half was uh brisk walking. That's about right. Yeah. And, uh, anytime I would do long runs, that's when I would notice and be like, man, my nipples. And I was like, so. holy cow, what is wrong with my, yeah. my boys? <laughs> take a, take some band-aids, cover them up. <laughs> Okay, uh, real quick. Sorry. I, I, I believe, and I didn't know if you knew this, and I wanted to save it for the podcast, but uh, I want to play this, and then I want to talk about it for just a second, because uh-huh. I believe you and I in TW3 podcast here, I think we killed CNN. One, David Zasloff, the current CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, already publicly said that he had not seen a, a business plan, more or less, for CNN Plus in terms of its future in order to be profitable. Basically, he said, uh, originally, look, I'm not sure that this thing is a viable product. I'll have to look into it. Obviously, he made the decision. It wasn't. I reported last week that fewer than 10,000 people were watching CNN Plus. Uh, Oof. How did we kill it, though? Well, did you know when I say kill it, we're killing them in ratings in the fact that <laughs> do we have more downloads? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> per episode, we get more downloads. <laughs> Guys, I just came up with our new $3 billion market evaluation. According to CNN, they spent $300 million on that dumpster fire. Oh, that's rough. Dude, we got 50,000 subscribers and, out of those, about 10,000 listen per episode. That's really rough. That's so funny. I don't even, I don't I, so if there's funny. anybody out there at Warner Brothers. <laughs> no, I think here's the real message. Any of you guys can do this. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, I tell you, Rogan had the best take on this. He goes, the hubris of these people. If they have less... I think it was, I think it was around a hundred thousand people watching the free side of CNN, mm-hmm. and that is dismal. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That dude, there's local channels in Greenville that get more than that. there's there's YouTube channels for how to fix a vacuum that have more that regularly get more. <laughs> And the hubris <laughs> that they would think they could create a streaming service and charge ten dollars. Oh, they were month. charging for it. That was the whole thing about CNN Plus. Was it was CNN's personalities on this streaming thing? They started it last month. They're ending it right now. April thirtieth is their last. It literally lasts for one month. They recruited Chris Wallace from Fox. They recruited what's her face from uh, MSNBC. Megan Kelly. Uh, no, not Megan Kelly. Uh, this was a, a NBC personality. Yeah. Megan Kelly's on her own, independent now. But like, they went after some heavy. Yeah, they were going for the heavy names. icons at different networks. Is going to put them on CNN Plus. And let's face it, they're a dumpster fire. Nobody believes them. Even if you're on the left, they're so yeah, it, they're, it literally their credibility matter, yeah. is shot. Yeah, and that's the other thing too that they don't understand. 
stand, I guess, is because I was talking to a uh, roommate about this the other day, and it was we found this YouTube channel called uh, Tell the Truth. Mm-hmm. He's an ex-military guy. Yeah. He, um, and what he does is he uploads every day. I recommend everybody check this channel out, at least if you're interested in the war in Ukraine or anything like that, because what he does is uh, he, he bases his reports off of uh, Russian media and he bases his reports off the Ukraine media and then what we're saying. And he gets all these different reports and then he goes in, he makes a map, he gets the satellite data and he makes a map and then he bases it off of um the Ukraine and Russian uh, reports of what's happening that day. And so he gives you a live up to date mixed with the TikToks and the videos that the Russians and the Ukrainians are recording themselves. So mm-hmm. it's like, if we're taking over this territory, like let's say Ukraine or Russia is saying they're taking over a territory uh, somewhere in Ukraine and it's a hospital. Well, the chances are later that day, somebody in the Russian military probably recorded them attacking that hospital. Mm-hmm. Whole point of his channel is it's live or not live. It's a, it's the most up to date thing you're going to get. My point saying all of this, if you check this guy's channel out, it is the most in-depth, accurate news information that you could get. And what was it again? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. That's his name. It's just tell the truth. Um, there's really no political spin on what he's doing. He's he's just ex-military guy that breaks it down, like how he understands it. Yeah. But I was watching this and I was like, and I, I want to say he has like 200,000 subscribers, maybe a little bit less. But me and him were watching. I was like, why would anyone go to, not just seeing it, why would I go to Fox why would I go to CNN? They all have agendas. They're not exactly. there. Exactly. It's like this guy's literally giving me more in-depth information and it's got no spin on like, this is the, and this is just what's going on. It's like, this is what's happening. You and, make your own opinions. I mean, yeah. and yeah. granted, maybe this is a bad example because I'm talking about the war, you know, we're, we're pro Ukraine because right, it's a bad right. thing happening. But what I'm saying is like, just in general, when you can get this from a YouTube channel, yeah, when you've got... <laughs> They don't understand the market. They, they not, don't. They have not grown I, with the times. I think CNN and cable news in general is just like some other institutions in our society that has not picked up on the fact the culture has shifted. They haven't figured out how to die. As or to let that model die. <laughs> yeah. And do yes, something. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. The model itself. Because you, I, n- nobody in my generation is paying for cable. I don't get the channel CNN. I don't get Fox News. Yeah. I borrow YouTube TV from a friend so I can watch NBA <laughs> basketball. That's how I get my, but it's like, and the thing is, you know, maybe it's just me. Well, that's why they hate people like Joe Rogan and other stuff, which is just ironic to me. Here you've got a liberal news network attacking a guy that was pro Bernie Sanders. It's simply yeah. because he won't pick up the talking points that they have adopted. Yeah. And it's, and then, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's all yeah. it is. It has. It doesn't even have anything to do necessarily. These are the talking points. This is what you're su- supposed to subscribe to. We're the thought leaders. And if you don't think this way, well, you're fake news. Yeah. And I think, you know, the. I honestly think the person who killed cable news, and there's one person. There's one person that has killed all cable news. Whoever invented the internet? No, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Honestly, he's ruined everybody's credibility. Maybe. 
Because if you, if you're that's uh, a can of worms, I'm not going into. Well, I'm just saying, uh, pro. I'm not going to go there. I'm other than this. If you're pro him, he's like Slytherin or what's the guy's name from Harry Potter? You don't say his name, and bad things happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald. <laughs> well, like CNN went over the top and said things that they just can't prove. I mean, it's yeah. all hyperbole. And then other people are defending him and things that don't need to be defended because it's just empirical that this is what happened. Yeah. And you know, and so if if you're too far one way, you're credibility shot if you're too far the other way and rather than just being an umpire just call balls and strikes yep. anybody and i think honestly since since that election mm-hmm. and that 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 administration the credibility of a lot of uh news organizations left or right this isn't politics sure. I'm, I'm yeah, just, yeah. it's just a yeah uh, they're shot. Nobody yeah. believes anything. No, it's it's true. And he was the wrecking ball that could. I mean, he came in <laughs> for better or for worse. Uh, yeah. He blew that dumpster up. I mean, he, he just lit a match to something that was already. Yeah. The question is, though, and I guess we're a little bit off of our talking points wow. now, but, you know, that's a podcast. Who cares? Is a, well, no, it's still in financial <laughs> fitness. <laughs> You sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching you try and justify what we're talking yeah, about. Maybe not. Head. I don't know. Yeah. But no, I, it, the question is, where do they go from here? Because my, my thoughts are they have to die. You have to go away. Um, you know, Rachel Maddow, Don Lemon, as much as I think they're good. I do. I think they're good at their job. You, we may not like what they say, but, you know. Oh, I disagree with them. But, but you know, I think they're, you know, good anchors. They're obviously very talented at what they're doing. But the point is, it's like. The, the way that a Don Lemon or Rachel Maddow or Chris Matthews or uh, Tucker Carlson, I know he's popular on the right, the way I would see them making their money in the future is not to join a CNN or to join a Fox News. They're going to go out on their own anyway. You have to go out on your own. And so the model itself is shot. Well, that's that's the whole thing that's going on. And, and we can talk about this, honestly, from a business context. And it's what we're talking about. And maybe there is a question of how much... Because it makes me think how much now, it goes back to entrepreneurship. Well, now one person has <laughs> the same amount of influence, though, over a society that an entire news network would once have. That's what you and I are nobodies. Exactly. We're sitting in our house in a little town called. Well, I was thinking Joe Rogan, but yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but I, I, I'm putting it down to our level. We got more subscribers than CNN. No, that's true. That's that's a fact, actually. That's a fact. <laughs> That's what's funny. That's what. I, that's the whole reason I brought this up. And so, when you're talking about the new, the new paradigm, the new business model, that's going on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> I killed CNN. More subscribers than CNN. <laughs> that's funny. That's great. Honestly, that's really funny. So it, it goes. It does. This is all relevant in the fact that. We're talking to someone that that guy, that gal that's going into work. They hate what they do. They're stressed out because of it. Yeah. And I'm saying, go get a side hustle. Take take a little charge of your career. You'll feel better. Yeah. If you're an anchor at one of these dumpster fires, I would go get a little side. <laughs> I I would start me a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because honestly, and, and you hear Rogan talking about it, you hear about, and, and that's why the entire industry everywhere is, their hair is on fire because they can't control the talent anymore. You well, don't need these major platforms. It's good though. It's a, it's, it's great. Because the other thing Well, too, now is let the best man win. I mean, guess what, guess what else's ratings are down up until a recent slap? What's that? Oscars. 
<laughs> no one, no one watches it. No. And and the, and well, you know, why would you? Well, that's the whole thing. Everybody, we want to say it's all a bunch of dumb rednecks, and I can say dumb rednecks because I'm a redneck from the I, south. I are one. I I is one. Um, but no, like you know, even still, nobody's watching it. The the business model, the medium as it once were, is no longer relevant. It's no longer interesting. No. You know, it's not what people want to see. I think in 2016, it was really fun to watch Donald Trump like combat these cable news people. Not just because, you know, Republicans were getting one at the Democrats. That's not what it was. And I think, you know, I'm a liberal. Liberals need to understand this as well. Part of what it is, is you've got a guy finally taking shots at the establishment from acting like they're better than thou. That's, well, that's what made Ricky Gervais so funny. That's what makes Ricky Gervais so funny. That's what makes Dave Chappelle Come so funny. Come up here, accept your reward. Stop telling people what <laughs> you Thank your agent, yeah. thank your God, and get off the... <laughs> get the hell out of here. <laughs> You're no moral authority to tell us anything. Exactly. And it's, it's like... a great line. It's a fantastic line. It's so, it holds true today. He said it in 2012. It holds true today. But no, it's and just... And by the way, I'm a conservative. I just don't... Yeah, yeah. Don't want you to get tainted I don't want my waters. brand to be tainted. I know, I know. I don't, don't want everybody to get all tainted, but... But no, I'm just saying it's like, it's just an outdated business model. And if you're looking at what is new, this is it. This, this little old me and you. Yeah. In a small little, little And here's the thing. I mean. uh, Started in a closet. I just did our taxes last year. Uh, We made a a few percent more than what we did the year prior. Sure. And we're still on par to make what we normally make. Yeah. cost of everything's gone up so we don't feel like we've got that 20 percent bump that we actually got Mm. just because um but my point is this uh you can produce a half million dollar a year business in your own little what is this a 15 by 15 yeah room yeah and and have more subscribers than and let me tell you something i did not spend 300 million dollars on this podcast. No. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> now, it took me 14 years to build it, but, I mean, for the last several years, we've had the... the. I'll keep it quick, but you know what the best NBA content is right now? And it's really, really new. Someone like John Boy? Um, kind of, yeah. It's it's JJ Reddick. I don't know if you remember him from... Disney. Yeah, I hate him. Yeah, I hate him too. But he's got a really great podcast. <laughs> Actually, like really, really like JJ. He's smart, but... <laughs> He's got a really I just hate great, the school he went yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he's got a great podcast, and it's, he's only been doing it like a year or two, but it's like, that is the thing now, I think, in NBA. They, people want him on their panels on TV because his podcast is doing so well. The new median is being yourself. Yeah. Be you. You do the, just do, just the do you. you like. Talk well, about what you like. Honestly, that's the reason why I decided about a week or so ago, I wanted to sort of change up the format here. We're not going to produce uh, our podcast the way we have been for the last four years, where we're doing it as a live stream where mm. everybody's there talking and we got segments and it's done more of a radio show. Mm. I just wanted to go back to just a traditional conversational podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get all the, this podcast sucked. <laughs> and, and, and it might. I mean, honestly, Maybe. we'll get some people say, I like the new yeah. Uh, format just for your sort of loose and just talking. And then we'll have others. Hey, I want more training. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But if you want that, if you are out there and you're saying, Hey, I want, well, hopefully this. this fits the best of both worlds. Is what I do thinking. too. Because the other thing is, it's not like I'm not putting training content out there. Mm-hmm. 
because that's what all those three to five minute videos. Well, if you think about it, we have the the built in audience of our subscriber listeners are always audio anyway, mm-hmm. and this is I think it seems to be the stuff they like is more yeah. of this. Um, I think so too. But then we also have the side that we want to support as well is the business side of it, like our business side yeah. of it, where we're talking yeah. about the business opportunity. And for that stuff, you got once a week where you can invite all your members and we'll do you know a live Q&A where we're taking your questions and we'll... Yeah, we're, once a month we're going to do a, a live Q&A. So... You know, sort of like a, a Zoom it, call or something. Hopefully it's it fits the best of both worlds. I think so. I think it will. Well, it's been a good podcast, I thought. I hope so. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it might, might maybe have been our like, worst. Maybe it's the worst one we've done yet. And this is where it all ends. But it's a good ride. It was a great ride. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to be in Orlando in just a few days. Uh, you and I, we're going to jump the Tesla, ride down 95 and meet up with Millitime down at High Life headquarters. So we'll be down there. If you would like to meet Reagan and I. Uh, and you are in the central Florida area or drivable distance uh, to Orlando, uh, go to terrywilson3.com, click on the conference info button, and then hit reserve, and it'll take you to the tabs of all the different places we're going to be, and click on Orlando. We'd love to see you. Chris has got a new book that Mm -hmm. uh, he just wrote, and uh, he's going to be offering discounts on that. We're also giving uh, $5,000 in value away, and and that comes in $3,500 with software, 500 leads loaded up in that software, and a one-day intensive training on how to use all of that. That's what that conference is about. We're giving that to you to try out for a week, you know, and then you say, well, you know, you're just going to twist our arm and try to sell it. No. And here's what we're going to tell you. If you don't like it, don't use it and keep the leads. If you do like it, it's like 89 bucks a month. Yep. I mean, so uh, we're not even asking for a lot of money, you know, so it is a, it's a really great deal. And uh, all we're going to do is show you the exact tools and exact way we use it to do what we do. And, uh, you know, you can live your best life and, and, you know, and that's the other thing. This we're talking about health and stuff like that. I tell you, when you are healthy and you're in a good headspace, you can start contextualizing things a lot better. You see things clearer. <laughs> you really, the truth, though. You ever think about like the way you handled something, and then one day it just kind of clicks. You're like, "Oh, I never dealt with that." Yeah. <laughs> like you just never like, "Oh, like uh, I have no patience." I'm, I'm a short patienced person, like something like that. But when you think about it and then, you know, you come to those realizations and then when you go to back to those moments in your life where you're like, why did that happen the way that happened? Or, or why did I respond that way? It immediately hits you and you go, oh, uh, I'm growing though. Cause what that is when you can realize it, when you can look at it and go, I know what that is. I know what it did. That's growth. That's growth. Yeah. Well, that's what I told. I said, you know, even though I regret the 25 years wasted, I am committed the next 25, I will be a lot in a lot better space to enjoy those trips. I mean, yeah. remember we, a couple of years ago, we rented an RV and drove all over the country and went out to the Grand Canyon and here I am. Cool spots that you could have hiked. I could have hiked. I could, and I couldn't because I had gout in one foot, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, just not healthy, yeah. you know, and it's just, uh, it's regretful. But, on the other side of this, because it's good to keep both in mind, the next time you go to the Midwest or the next time you go to Ireland or the next time you go to any of those places, you get to go, man, I feel so much better 
and you have the context of, I know what it feels like to have the money to go somewhere and not enjoy it because of my health. Now I have That's the health That's why it's such a waste. Money. Yep. I mean, that, that RV trip, we bought three weeks. Mm-hmm. Time we rented the RV and the gas and everything. It was about a $15,000 vacation yep. we spent to go and do all that. And literally, I mean, it's, it's like spending fifteen grand and getting $3,000 in value. If you put it in money context. Yep. Because here I am, I'm just not feeling like I can do anything, move around. I'm, I'm, and then because you feel that way, you're agitated when you're, I mean, it's just, it's just a terrible way to, so I, I don't put any judgment behind this. If anybody's struggling with their health there, don't hear no judgment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people was talking to me the whole time. Hey, you need to get a little healthier. You, you guys would always say, you know, not in, and I never felt judged or, or, or harsh or anything like that, but I felt encouraged. What was But I just didn't hear that, it. What was it for you that made you hear it, I guess? Because you've heard be healthy and take care of your health yeah, a million different times. I, I'm trying I mean, to figure out what the trigger was. I mean, I, I there was a point where I just I was tired of feeling bad. I mean, there were some things going on, like I was, I was, I was constant chronic gout. Mm-hmm. And my, my left foot was hurting all the time. Um, kidney stones sporadically and kidney stones are so painful. Yeah. So that, and then um, I was noticing, I felt like I was starting to develop some sort of pre-diabetic symptoms. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was because sure. I didn't have a doctor, but I just felt it. I'm not going to speak any life into that. <laughs> My roommate does it all the time and something I picked up. You say something bad, he's like, I'm not going to follow that up because that'll speak life into it. That's a very, that's a very. He's not spiritual at all. Either. Yeah, he's that's what right. I say. That's so odd for you. I mean, I believe that, but I was like, for you, I just, uh, but uh, I appreciate you not to. Uh, <laughs> God, that threw me off. <laughs> no, so, uh, so here's the deal. Um, I took up coaching with Cliff and Cliff asked me a direct question. He says, what, what do you need the most coaching from he, from me? And, and, and as I was in that group, I was very humbled to be in that group and I don't want to, this to come across the wrong way, but I felt like my level of business acumen and ability mm-hmm. was if not on par better than a lot of my counterparts. But where I was struggling, where they were winning, was physical health. Because every one of them, I looked at every one of them. Matter of fact, some of them, when they were on the call, I would hear they were on their headset because they were out doing a walk or they were out doing this. And I knew that Cliff was in sort of the same situation. He had lost like 100 pounds or so. Mm-hmm. So I knew his journey. And so I, as I got the watch, I was like, you know, I'm winning in a lot of areas, but here's an area I'm not winning. And so it might've been the competitive thing. It was an area you didn't put value in until you yeah. saw the value presented to you. Yeah. 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 And so I, I started talking to him about that. And, and when that came about, he made it so reachable for me. Mm. Good health for me. The reason I kept declining all of the uh, appeals, if, and it wasn't, that might be a too strong a word, but the encouragement, hey, you need to consider doing this, is because I tried dieting, I tried keto, I tried yeah. Weight Watchers, I tried this, I tried that. When your mother and I went to um, 
Fiji six months beforehand when we figured out we were going to Fiji we wanted to get in as good a shape as possible and I had dieted I had worked out I went to the same gym where I'm going to now and I got on the elliptical and I was doing this thing and I'd got down to 250 pounds it's pretty good which for me Mm -hmm. was at the time at the time was just and so but I knew how hard that was Mm. and so it was just like you didn't want to do that again I just and so he framed it in a way to where it's not that hard. You don't have to make it that hard. Yep. And so because he put it in a very reachable way for me, it was was doable. That's, that's what, you know, and I guess that's, that's the way anything is. I mean, uh, that's what we try to do in our, even our business thing is where we try to put it in a way to where, Hey, you don't have to go out. And I know guys get involved with our stuff and it's just like I approached health the first time when you try to approach something for the first time, anything, and you don't know what you're doing, obviously, because if you did, you'd already be doing it. Right. What do you do? You overcomplicate the thing. Yeah. You overengineer it. You make it more difficult than what it really is. And so, and then the same way in business, people get in our business and other businesses and they ever complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's why coaching is so important. That's why I, I love our elite membership because you can come to a, uh, a weekly meeting with other high level and have a conversation and have conversations. I think those are the, the big value from our ELT meetings is just the conversation, being able to go back and forth. Like, well, you said this in this training, but it doesn't make sense when you say it like that. And they go, Oh, I gotcha. What are you wanting to do? Well, let me say it this way. And then let me tell you this. If you are under stress, we will answer your question. We will tell you exactly what it is and you still won't hear us. That's true. Let me just be real. I mean, because we've had clients now, we've had clients and we will have clients in the future because it's human nature. If you don't deal with your stress. And that's not us being critical either. Uh, that, but it's just the reality. I can't tell you how many times you answer a ticket. And how many times on a Wednesday night I answer mm-hmm. explicitly. I mean, it's not a complicated question. I'm Do this. And Thursday morning you wake up to a ticket asking. Yep. And it's not even that. Yeah, it's, it's when you're stressed, you, you, you don't, don't hear, hear it. it. You don't hear it. You cannot get out of your own way. And it sucks. It does, because that stress only leads to more stress. Yes. Stress begets stress. And it's not helpful to tell people, oh, just don't be stressed. No. I, I know that's not helpful. That's not what we're saying either. But I'm not telling you not to be stressful. I'm telling stress you. Stress has a use. There is a utility for it in a proper context. What I'm telling you is, You're going to have to do things that you may not feel like doing right now. But if you will do them, it will start to mitigate your stress. Yeah. If you're stressed out about your financial situation, you're going to have to start doing things that takes control over your finances. And that comes in the way of budgeting. It comes in a way of a side hustle. It comes in a way of a lot of things. And I know the first thing that's going to pop in your head when you hear someone like me say that is, you don't understand how tired I am. It's all I can do. You know, I get it. Yeah. But what I'm telling you is it won't be forever. It really won't. Don't think about like this is my life. But what I'm telling you, there's going to be a season for the next three months or so that you're going to have to carve out some extra time. You're going to have to do some things that are a little extra. 
But here's what's going to magically happen. You're going to start seeing results from those efforts. And those results are going to give you exactly what Reagan got was you got start getting those little small wins. You start getting those little small wins. All of a sudden, it's not a, I started getting little small wins. I look forward to going to the gym now. Mm-hmm. It's not something, oh, God, I got to go to the gym. Yeah. It's a, hey, this is my time. Yeah. And, and there's a mindset too, because you haven't fallen out of it. You've been, yeah. you've been super consistent, but I know when I get like, there are times when I just, I'm not running like I should be, or I'm not going to the gym like I should be. And I fall out of it and it, it's hard to just go again as much yeah. as I love going. But the thing that you're doing that's really well is you're staying on the horse and that's just discipline. That's going, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. Yeah. I will be at the gym. It's not, am I going, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to the gym. And so the question, I don't know how to articulate that, but there is a difference between a choice and a decision. And if you fall in the valley of the choice, Mm -hmm. then you're always, well, today, am I going to the gym or not? You've left it up to be a choice. And it's not, it's, it's a discipline. Or if I tell myself six days a week, this is what I do. Yeah. I don't, and and let me tell you last week, there were some days, God, Oh, you don't want to be there. You're tired, sore. God. I did not want to be there. But by the time you were done and you were home, let's say three o'clock rolls around, weren't you like, uh, you feel better than you would have had you not gone? Absolutely. Yeah. Not only do I feel like, and it goes back to what Neil O'Reilly was talking about. If I can do the hard things, I can do the easier things to that day. It wasn't just that. And it wasn't, it was just, um, it's a sense of, um, you know, today was a garbage workout. I probably only burn 750, 800 calories, which I'm normally burning 12 to 1400 calories in my workouts now. And so they, these are my goals. Uh, those are all like 600 calories more than like a four mile run for me still. <laughs> so my calorie burn, I've got goals of like, if it's, if a good workout for me is I've got to have a minimum of a thousand calories burn. So sometimes I'm working out an hour and a half to get yeah, that's that. That's a little nutty, but okay. But well, you know, I've talked yeah, to you about yeah, I know. when I'm on a treadmill, I'll yeah, I I'll pee myself before I get. A, you yeah, know, you're well. I'm just we've been nut. saying it. You're a little obsessive. <laughs> well, I know me because if I give myself an option to quit, I will. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, that's the problem I have. I've got it. I'm broken in that way. It's just like your mother. The part of this thing that we're on, we get to cheat one. We call it cheating. One meal on your food. On our food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I wanted to introduce you to uh, my girlfriend over here. <laughs> well, I was talking to your mother, and we get to cheat. No, 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 hear me. Once. Once a week. Once. But your mother. <laughs> it's about to turn into a different podcast. <laughs> Food. Food. Right. But that's hard for me still. Mm. Because I'm telling you, Mondays are horrific for me, and I'll tell you why. I, I'm a shark. I tasted a little blood in the water last night. And now... You remember what good food tastes like. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. I'm an all or nothing. It's just... And so... But the way I've contextualized this is carb cycling is part of resetting your metabolism. You've got to do it. Otherwise, you'll get in a rut. Mm. Because I'm still wanting to lose weight. I'm not in a maintenance mode yet. Yeah. I got another 15 pounds now. And you were right. Once you get to your goal weight, you'll probably say, oh, and you're right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So... I think I, I've got a prediction, which I'm not going to give you, but I, I, yeah. No, go ahead. I think you'll hit 170 by next year easily. I think you'll be closer to my size. Really? Yeah, easily. I don't know. I don't that. know why you would. 
because what happens when, because what are you at right now? Two. I am, no, I'm at 190. So you're not even in the twos anymore. 97, I weighed in this morning. You're 197. So you weigh as much as I did, um, like, I want to say mid-year high school, somewhere around there. You were like my heavier high school weight. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you hit 180, because you will, you'll hit 180, it stops you from getting a little leaner. Stops you get what stops you from getting a little well, leaner? Well, the thing is, I'm lifting, and so I I know put on eight pounds of muscle. I understand, like, and you'll put on the muscle. But what's going to happen is, the more lean you get, the better that muscle looks. <laughs> so that's the cool part I've about been it. Told. So you've been putting in a lot of hard work, and yeah. you're seeing you know the results of your labor. But what happens when the results of your labor become more aesthetic? It's not just a benefit to your mental health, but it's also a like. You look good. It's like, oh, you got you got some bicep veins going yeah, on. You I don't got know some, if I'll ever look good, but I'll, uh, I definitely feel good. I think you're obsessive enough, uh, and you don't give yourself enough credit. Eh, I don't know about that, but anyway, well, uh, Orlando will be down there April 30th. Like I said, go to TerryWilson3.com if you want to get tickets to that. Um, and uh, if you got questions, I think a guy that uh, while we were doing this podcast said he had a fingerprint problem. Did we get that resolved? For no, him? I'm actually in the process of that. He was using Apple Pay, but he had an issue with his laptop afterwards. So that's what I'm jumping into after this. Oh, uh, I got Funny you. Enough. Okay. So <laughs> might have to send him something else from Chris yep. or send him over to Chris and see if what Chris can do for him. But um, yeah, we got that going on. And then we got some other ones coming up. We got Houston. We got San Antonio. We got uh, Spartanburg is next month. So that's going to be a fun one. If you're in the upstate area here, local, uh, we're going to teach you how to sell whatever it is you're selling. We're going to equip you with leads and tools to do that. And uh, if nothing else, you're just going to be able to meet a bunch of other entrepreneurs and small business people that you can network with. So it's just going to be a great time. We've uh, used to do these conferences once a a year here in Greenville, but uh, we found that uh, we're hoping, we haven't found that yet, but we're hoping that we'll find that uh, going out to local markets in different parts of the country will make it easier on people. Yeah, we hope so. So we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, it's been a great podcast, Reagan. I thought we did good. Yeah. Well, we're beating CNN, so I mean. (laughs) We'll always have that. (laughs) If nothing else. They can take away our mics. They can take away our chairs. We still have more subscribers. We killed CNN. Thank you for listening to our show today. If you have any questions or would like to speak with us about your goals, then please call or text us at 864-507-9696. Reach out to us online at terrywilson3.com. 